0: Champions League Tuesday preview, Durand the round of 16, second leg wraps up. We have Man City against Mönchengladbach, uh, Real Madrid against Atalanta. Jimmy Conrad, James Bench with all the analysis as we preview the Champions League. Que Golazo begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Que So our Champions League Tuesday preview. We have Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what's up, man?
1: What's up, everybody? I'm excited. What a week this is going to be. I'm always excited. People are like, man, Jimmy's always excited. It's true. I'm always excited.
0: Yeah, but that's how we like it. Always that's excited, like it. Jimmy. That's that's what I have written on my sweater. Always excited, Jimmy is always what I love. And with us, of course, live from London. How are you, James Bench? I am fantastic. Uh, yesterday
2: was incredibly stressful. It was one of the my worst experiences in, this, in the in stadium in my life, and yet Arsenal still won. Um, brilliant game. And I'm still buzzing off that. I'm just here to talk about the North London derby. So I imagine that's what we're going to talk about.
0: No, absolutely, that's all we're going to talk about. No, yeah, we had Heath Pierce on Sunday, Arsenal fan, and now James Bench. This is like it's too much, everybody. But I want to know why was it your worst experience at a stadium? Did you see the last ten minutes? It oh, was you terrible. mean like, this was oh, like? Oh, you mean like watching it? I thought you meant yeah. like getting into it or whatever. They weren't allowing well, you. So Pierre Emerick
2: Aubameyang, as we now know, stuck in traffic. Basically, I was right. We're well, not right behind him. I was stuck in the same traffic.
0: Wait, was, were you the reason why Pierre Emerick Aubameyang didn't play?
2: My very old, very slow car. No, um, but I have much more sympathy with him than Mikel Arteta because I would have gone. Oh
0: mate, look! I was in that traffic on the um, A1 as well. Yeah, start. you start, yeah. mate.
1: Don't worry about
0: it. Yeah, but Jimmy and I talked about this last night. Listen, it's a North London derby. You sleep overnight at the Emirates Stadium if you think uh, that.
2: you be How late.
1: late was he? How late was he?
2: I don't know exactly. I know it's not the first time he was late, and that was the issue. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, what, that's
1: what we discussed. Was like, it, there's no way that was the first time offence, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: of success is showing up. All right. um, All right. Let's talk, everybody. First off, by the way, uh, everybody, before we begin Champions League Tuesday preview, some really good games, uh, obviously coming up as we round up the round of 16. I wanted to talk about Yunus Musa for a second. uh, As it's official, he has selected Jimmy Conrad, the United States of America. Love it. He's going to represent the U.S. MNT. Big, big news, big get, because obviously it's between, you know, a few nations, including, of course, England,
1: Mm, Spain. Sorry, sorry, Bench. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry.
0: Yeah, well, it's not like England, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, dying We're for uh, but, Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden, Bacaiocchi.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right, here we go. Here hey, we golden go. generation. Hey, listen, maybe Can't wait Jude for you Bellingham... guys to choke again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to make it into this. Before we carry on, by the way, maybe we'll find out if Jude Bellingham has like a Peruvian uncle or something. Maybe. We... Uh, Jimmy Conrad, I, I want your thoughts on Yunus Musa for a second. Selecting such a great talent, of course. Um, what do you make of it?
1: Well, I love the fact that it seems that there was some hard work behind the scenes by a few of our players that are currently on the team. Most notably that I'm seeing out there on the social media, Serginio Dest, really kind of putting the, the full court press to, to get him to commit to the U.S. So fair play to those guys for making it happen. Uh, very excited to have someone of his talent on the team. He's 18, got 15 appearances for Valencia this season. Hasn't played the last two games, came off in the 54th minute um the game before that so I don't know if it's due to injury or just maybe not playing well I do like that he's with Valencia right now in La Liga they're struggling so that means he's probably going to get a lot of minutes a lot of games he's going to learn how to deal with adversity because they are on the precipice of getting relegated which would be a real shame for a club of that size that's a different conversation but yes very excited to have him on we do have very similar to England we do have a plethora of options in this area of the field but the more the merrier in my opinion
0: yeah, absolutely. And we're going to try and get Eunice on this show, by the way, uh, on the lead up as the US MNT face uh, the Reggae Boys, Jamaica, who are making storylines of their own, by the way, and Northern Ireland as well later in that week. But, James Bench, what are your thoughts on Eunice Musa uh, selecting the US MNT? Good choice?
2: Really good choice. And I think one thing that stands out, I wrote a, a profile piece on Eunice for the site late last year Um, and one thing that really stands out is this is a guy that knows what he wants is not afraid to make bold choices and they tend to work out really well for him I mean it's only a few years ago that Arsenal were begging him to stay really putting on uh, you know a a convincing show to get him to sign his professional terms he said no you know I think to be honest partly he saw that there were young players ahead of him in the pecking order he's gone to Valencia and he's a he's a regular I think I'm sure there to, to an extent I'm sure there's the same thought process with the US that it's, you know, that it is, you know, with England, it is Jude Bellingham ahead. But I was looking at his Listen, quotes, Ben, was,
1: Benj wanted to say that it, he didn't want to say because he's being polite. But you wanted to say it because it's easier to play for the U.S. <laughs> than it is for England. I I'm see like, where this is going. Go.
0: To my U.S. employers.
2: <laughs> and my
1: US companies. Yeah. You oh man, that shovel is nice. That's nice. Jimmy. <laughs> you're gonna
0: <laughs> cut him. You, listen, he's, he's not gonna get next month's pay. I get it. I that. get
1: it. I get it. I get where he's coming from. I understand. So, <laughs>
0: um, but Eunice, you know, by the way, by the way, just to correct myself, he, he was eligible. To to represent the U.S., Ghana, Italy, and England, and uh, you know he chooses the U.S. and of course we all know how uh, the U.S. MNT is shaping quite uh, an amazing uh, not just present but future for the national team. So a lot more to come. We'll see. All right, let's get going, everybody. Let's talk Champions League Tuesday action. Uh, the round of 16 leg two. Let's begin with uh, Real Madrid uh, facing Atalanta. Everybody, uh, they're down one nothing. We know what happened in leg one, of course. Atalanta held on as much as they could with 10 men, but Real Madrid uh, essentially just got them uh, a one nothing victory. Karim Benzema, of course, saved the day this past weekend. How do you see this, Jimmy? Real Madrid uh, traveling to Atalanta. Uh, what do you have?
1: Is the referee still going to wear his Real Madrid kit underneath his <laughs> <Seriously. the> jersey? <laughs> Seriously. There were a couple questionable calls in that first leg. I'm still not so really bitter about them giving a red card to, to, to Froyler, um for that one on, on Furlan Mendy, but it's still questionable. That said, Madrid did what they do, which is surviving, and they've done it in the last four games. So they scored against Atalanta in the 86th minute to win that one. Uh, the game after that, they played Real Sociedad. It was an 89th-minute equalizer. That one ended 1-1. Then against Atletico Madrid, it was 1-1 as well in the Madrid derby. They scored in the 88th minute to equalize, and they just beat Elche this past weekend in the 91st minute. So what I bet I really like is uh, Real Madrid to come from behind to win or draw plus 350 just because I'm going to stick with the trend, and I think that's tremendous value given there. When you look at Atalanta, they are one of the highest-scoring teams in Italy and have been for the, the past few seasons – they didn't have anything going, obviously, playing down a man and in fair play to Madrid. We're pretty stout defensively. They're gonna score in this one. I still think Madrid will get a result, uh, whether they win or all they have to do is match Atalanta to go through right because they had that away goal and obviously a draw with the win. And then I like Kareem Benzema, he scored five goals in his last four games. I like him to score with his right foot plus 188. I just don't know. There is the if you have Kareem Benzema to score, both teams to score, and Madrid to win, it's plus 400. I just don't know if Madrid are going to need it. I don't know. If they have the draw kind of locked in, they're not going to go push for that 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 goal. You know, they're not going to need it. So I was a little worried about giving that as something to consider. But if you guys are feeling it, and Madrid's going to do the business, they are unbeaten at home in their last eight. But they have found a way to survive and get results. And so I suspect we're going to see that again. With regard to Atalanta, Coming off a 3-1 win over Spezia this past weekend. They played Inter Milan and lost 1-0 the week before that, but they absolutely crushed Inter Milan. Inter plays a back three, very similar to what I think we're going to see with Real Madrid this weekend. They had 26 shots on goal against Inter, had no goals to show for it, but were very dominant, and I think that their manager, Gasparini, Giampiero Gasparini, is going to lean into that, that result a little bit. I think they're going to get a goal in this one, but... Madrid are just, they're slippery, man. You can never pin them down. They're always going to find a way to get a result. However, I do want to say that Casemiro is out due to yellow card accumulation, and that is a big loss for Madrid, especially in front of that back three that I think we're going to see three center backs, Varane, Sergio Ramos, and Nacho. And then you're going to have Furlan, Mendy, and Vasquez kind of being the wing backs. Very trendy right now to play three center backs and these wing backs. And without Casemiro, it's different. Fede Valverde will come in, but he needs a big game, hasn't played well or hasn't played a lot lately. So we'll see how that impacts Madrid moving forward.
0: Yeah, the aforementioned Sergio Ramos returns to the squad. Of course, that's going to be a major addition. But Atalanta get that day extra of rest because that special win was on Friday. So, you know, because of that high press, high altitude kind of game that they play might help Muriel, by the way, scored in that one as well. James Bench, what do you make of this? By the way, Eden Hazard, once again. uh, (laughs) I was just going to leave
1: him free of any. any, I just uh, feel bad
0: for him. I just feel bad for him at this point. It's just crazy. But James Bench, what are your thoughts uh, on this game?
2: Well, firstly on Hazard, he's now got to the stage where he's injuring parts of his body I've never even heard of before. (laughs) What is it? It's a, it's something that sounds like something that you would say in a comedy, you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to find it here. The Pessoas. It sounds like something you would say in a, oh, right in the Pessoas. Something very different.
1: It sounds
0: like something from Jason and the Argonauts, to be honest with you.
1: He was struck by the persoas no 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 it's pronounced so as i i I had this i had this injury and it is very frustrating and it's just this little muscle that's kind of connecting everything and when it gets aggravated it can be something but for me this is all mental with him he's had way too many like these little niggling injuries for it to be anything other than pressure expectations and stress all weighing down on him and then it manifests itself into these little injuries i had it before it really came to the forefront when I had my first baby. And, you know, all of a sudden you take on these other responsibilities that you didn't have before. And it was adding an element that I wasn't prepared for. And it, it led to me having my first ever hamstring strain. Wow. So, so I can kind of speak to a little bit. I don't know what's happening with him behind the scenes, but I sense that there's probably a little bit something going on. Anyway, it's so as, that's all I wanted to say. When
0: your wife had your first baby, by
1: the way. Yes. Okay. That's true.
0: <laughs> but no, thank you for that information. Actually that helps. But James Bench back to you. I mean, I just feel sorry for the guy. It's mm. a lot. It's a lot for him uh, since leaving Chelsea. It's just been terrible. I mean, we can, we can go back and
2: relitigate that transfer. It wasn't the right move for Real Madrid, but it just, it's, I think it's really hard because it was the the dream move for Eden Hazard. And, you know, it's really sad to see it going this way. Um, When we're talking about stress and strain, I kind of now have had a feeling for what uh, Hazard might have felt over the past few years. Because I came into this podcast thinking, oh, I've done so much research. I've prepared my stat on when Real Madrid have scored their goals over the last few games. I was ready to, you know, like 88th minute, 89th minute, 86th minute. And then Jimmy Conrad just turns up and drops it straight out of the blue, leaving me <laughs> desperately playing catch up here for anything interesting to say at all.
1: Sorry uh, about
0: that. Well, just say it again. It's fine. Our, our audience uh, can sometimes, uh, you know, zone uh, so up for a bit. They, it used to be. Definitely zone out when
1: I start talking. So go ahead, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean the I one thing I'd say,
2: that <laughs> I'm just gonna echo what Jimmy said. The, the, there's no sign that Atalanta have slowed down whatsoever since that first leg. I you can kind of basically draw nothing, no conclusions from that whatsoever, because if there's a team that don't suit being down a, a man, it's a systemic team like um Atalanta. But they're playing great at the moment. I mean, you know, against Crotone, smashed in five goals, nearly three XG. Um, 1.6 xg against spezia you know 13 shots uh, in the, the in the win over or the defeat to inter milan you know they're playing great football at the moment um it is just you know we keep saying this with real madrid don't we? we keep coming back to you take you kind of throw everything out of the window and just go it's real madrid in the champions league they make it hard for themselves but they always find a way um and it, it, it it's just you know it's the will to win it's the benzema it's the ramos it's the You know, sometimes it's just a belief that I'm sure Atalanta will feel, you know, if they're 2-1 up in the 88th minute, they're going to expect a goal from Real Madrid because it just has got to that stage with this club that, you know, they have this habit and I think it does it reflects on the pitch and the opposition feel it just as much as the the home team. So you'll see what I mean when we come to predict the score.
0: Yeah. And you know, uh, you expect this, and especially normally you expect as Jimmy Conrad, when Real Madrid wins the first leg, uh, from the eight of their last nine champions league appearances, they've won all of those when they've led the first one. But I mean, well, I mean, I want to ask your prediction on the score, your, your final score prediction, uh, Because I I think Atalanta is going to do this. I don't know. Maybe I'm a romantic. uh, uh, What's your final score prediction on this?
1: I mean, you're talking about the most successful team in Champions League history with Real Madrid, with a core of players that have won this trophy multiple times. I think that craftiness and that experience shines through. This is Atalanta's only second time ever in the Champions League and the Champions League knockout rounds. Obviously, they had a nice run. They played against a team that had some crafty players as well at PSG in the last iteration of the Champions League, and they had that lead, and they fell apart. So this team does have some vulnerabilities, and when you play against a team that is crafty as Madrid, I think it's going to be difficult. Without Casemiro, though, I think that's a really big loss. He's been driving a lot of things, even offensively. He's getting a lot of opportunities and, and, and banging in last-minute goals as well to help the team. I think this is 1-1. There have been under, under two-and-a-half goals scored in Real Madrid's last four games. I think if things are going to be tight. I think they know they don't have to do as much. Atalanta are the ones that are going to have to extend themselves. And then uh, you can have a, a Madrid team that's looking to counter with Karim Benzema as hot as he is. If they if they get one, I just don't see how Atalanta is going to get two. I mean, I could see it given that we see Madrid, you know, give up three to Shakhtar Donetsk, you know. But, but I just think this version, this far along in the season and what's at stake, I just don't see Madrid losing this, especially at home.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Atalanta are on the longest uh, current run of away victories of any team uh, in the Champions League, but everything goes out the window, as you mentioned, when you face somebody like Real Madrid. All right, James Ben, give me your final score prediction on this.
2: 2-2. Two, two. And yeah, Real Madrid are going to score in the last five minutes, breaking <laughs> Luis's <his> heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just... I just love Atalanta. I know it's stupid to be so romantically involved, but let's see what happens. I mean, Real Madrid is Real Madrid, but you know, one thing's for sure. Atalanta is all or nothing. So you will either see a complete destruction or you will see something quite remarkable. Uh, let us know what you think. Que la on Twitter. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll do the next game which is probably a little easier to figure out as Man City face Mönchengladbach. Kegolazo, Tuesday Champions League preview. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you what our friends at Sportsline are up during the bracket week. Get every pick, every play, every upset, and fill out your bracket with the help of some of the best sports data analysts in the game. Visit Sportsline now to see which teams will make and break your bracket. And see who cuts down the nets, all from the model that beat nearly 90% of brackets last tournament one year after finishing in the top 5%. So make sure that you check out Sportsline this March Madness.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Kego lasso Champions League Tuesday preview. Jimmy Conrad and James Bench. Jimmy C, Man City, uh, fresh of a good win against Fulham. Pep rotated more than a rotisserie chicken. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, another Munch and gladback. I mean, we kind of know what's going to happen, right, Jimmy Conrad?
1: Yeah, and William Hill is feeling the same way as everybody else. So this is one-way traffic. It's going to be complete domination. Man City are the heavy, heavy favorites to to win this one and it's hard to disagree with them I see a lot of clean sheets that they think Man City is going to win and it's going to be similar to what we just saw against Fulham 3-0 I I, I don't think that with Bruce Munch and Gladbach at some point your pride has to kick in at some point you have to show your best self they have nothing to lose at this point absolutely nothing they were down to Bayern Munich 2-0 earlier in January and they came back and won that game Okay, they were they were down to Borussia Dortmund two one, a couple of weeks after that Bayern Munich game, and they won four to two. Like they have it in them to respond. They have it in them. They they hung with Inter Milan and Real Madrid and absolutely decimated Shakhtar Donetsk during the Champions League group stages. They have the talent. Since Marco Rose has announced he's left or going to Borussia Dortmund, they've lost six straight games. For them, it is all mental at this point. So because they have their backs against the wall, really, they don't even, it doesn't matter. They're all expected. There's nothing, there's no pressure on them. And when you give this collection of players who are super talented, uh, the opportunity just to be themselves and play free, I feel like there's just a lot of weight and expectations. This one, there's not. All these other games, yeah, they should finish in the top four. And, you know, woe is me and feeling sorry for themselves. This one, they're not expected to win. And yeah, we could have said that for the first leg, but that was still, everything was in the balance. Everything was even. Now they're down 2-0. They've shown that they have, a tendency or, or an ability to fight back from the situation. I kind of like them to score. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I, th- I like them to score. So the bets that I have is Man City to win both teams to score plus 165. But the one risk that I would throw in there is a drawn first half. I could see a 1-1 first half and then Man City to ultimately win the second half at plus 310. I, I like that one a lot, but I, I, don't, I don't, I can't subscribe to just Man City's just going to do whatever they want for the full 90 minutes. I think Bunch and Gladbach are finally going to show a backbone, and I think it's going to be in this game, and hopefully that'll salvage their season in the Bundesliga as well.
0: Yeah, uh, James. From a play perspective, uh, lineup perspective, I was super confused by Monchengladbach in the first leg. Brilliant. Bolo didn't start. Taram didn't start. I'm wondering if you'll see something different now. Also, from Man City's perspective, uh, it's been a while since uh, Raheem Sterling has done much. Uh, obviously, he didn't start midweek. He didn't start in the in the weekend. Uh, so, what are you expecting in this game as Man City leads uh, to nothing?
2: I mean, there is if if there's a manager in in Europe that's going to overcomplicate, if there's an elite manager in Europe that's going to overcomplicate this simple task, it may well be Pep. I know this sometimes feels like a cliche, but, you know, we only have to go back to games as recent as that that Leon game. And it was interesting to see him experiment with a back three. I don't, uh, against Fulham, I don't know if that was just because, you know, it allowed him to rest some players and maybe it's something he's looking at for later in the competition. But, you know, maybe this is him. He does have a tendency to overcomplicate Having said all that, I just I can't quite buy Jimmy's view. Not because I doubt that Gladback that the pride will kick in and you know there will be a desire to do well, but that I do I I do really think that City are one of the best teams out there for just smothering, you know that that optimism, that belief that that you can you can turn this around, that you can because you can't get the ball off them. You, You know when you when you attack when you open up, they will swarm in behind. Whether they play. Mares, Sterling, who is a bit off picture, but doesn't really matter because you, you play Phil Foden instead, or you can play, you know, the front two of Jesus and, and Aguero. I, th- I think they are a really effective team at, at throttling that hope uh, in in teams such that so often in this season you you've seen teams get two 0 down against City. I remember I think it was Burnley did this, and they were just like, right, let's let's stop there, let's just take it. Arsenal are a great example of this as well. Let's just accept the defeat, move on, keep our you know low block, reserve our energy levels, and we'll build from there. Equally, I you know I just think this might be a game where City just feel if they feel like handing out a tonking to pretty much any team, except Man United, they can do it. You know any any of the any team that, that that's on the fixture list now they can beat convincingly if they if they fancy. And I think there are players out there with a point to make. I had this down as a really convincing City win. I think their football they're playing is spectacular. Um, And I just don't... I don't think there are more than a handful of teams that can stop them playing that way right now. Um, The only team that can stop them is themselves.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that line. You're spot on. I think the only person that... The only team that can stop Man City is Man City itself. I mean, when you look at the first leg, more than 60% possession. Munching Lab, I only had one shot on target. And I think that's actually... Not even good enough for Pep Guardiola. So, uh, But I do like what Jimmy said, that I think the first half will be a little bit more hesitant than we think. I think it'll be a little tighter than we think. And then maybe in the dressing room at the break, Guardiola will be like, what are we doing? Let, 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 let's wrap this up because we got uh, other things to worry about. Uh, so, Jimmy, give me your final score prediction, uh, you know, as we, we look to wrap this Tuesday Champions League preview up.
1: I'll say... I'll say 3-1 City. I was almost 2-1 City. I ultimately, to all Benja's points, and I can understand why there's a strong disagreement with me, uh, there's no, there's really no rationale to say why all of a sudden and Gladbach, who who've lost six straight are gonna come out of nowhere and and actually uh, fight. But but I do think that there's gonna be something there. I'm just maybe leaning on some previous playing experience to, to tap into something, but I feel like it's more of a hope and a wish than actual reality. That said, I, I still feel like they're going to find a goal. And, and maybe to your point, Luis, they're going to bring on those guns just to go, for, man, just go for it. You lose 3-1, 5-0, you're still going to lose, but like at least put yourself out there and put out a performance that you and your fans and your staff can all be proud of. Right now, they just, they just like, they give up a goal and their heads go down. They, they did it against Augsburg this past weekend. They were actually in control, missed the penalty, Lars Stindl missed the penalty, and then they gave up a set piece. And I look at the, the, the body reaction. So I'm not looking at the Augsburg celebrating, looking at all the Munchen Gladbach players, and all their heads go straight down. Like, ah, oh, here we go again. If they can score first, maybe they can get a little bit of that juice, that little bit of belief that I think can. I don't think they're going to go through, not going to pass City here, but but at least put out a performance that they can be proud of. I'll say, I'll say, you know what? I'll go back. I'll say two one in favor of City. Two, two
0: one. All right. Well, that definitely sends uh, City through. Before I go to James' bench for a second, Jamie, I wanted to ask you something very quickly. Uh, we've talked about this before. We, we've we just gone on about it, but I want to go over about it again because I think it's ridiculous. So Marco Rosé, he's going to Borussia Dortmund this summer. You're a player, right, in that dressing room for Mönchengladbach before this game. Like, some of it is going in your head about that, no?
1: Oh, 100%. But this is a really good and important opportunity for Marco Rosé to – be professional with his own players. I, I don't know what's being said behind the scenes. It, it, they might've been blindsided by that news and, and read it on social media, just like the rest of us. And, and if that's the case, if he wasn't being clear and transparent with what's happening, then then yeah, I could understand why they're on a six game losing streak. So I don't really know what's happening behind the scenes, but I would sense that if I'm a manager, like, hey, this, this is it. Like, this is our first ever opportunity. We're, this is our first ever Champions League knockout round. Do we want to go limping out? Do we want to go, you know, obviously we're playing a tremendous opponent, but, but we, we've held our own against some of the best clubs in the world so far to get to this point. Let's do, let's do it again. So it really just depends on how he packages his messaging. And, and if they can just leave that to the side, they're not playing particularly bad, but they're just not making the plays that they need to make to win games, missing penalties, not making saves, not marking people on set pieces. And that, so they've lost a little bit of that mojo that made them one of the more special teams in the first half of the season.
0: Yeah, James Bench, uh, final word with you then. How do you see this unfolding? Uh, I think I know where you're gonna go, but just give me your final score you. <laughs> Well,
2: I'm just I'm so Jimmy's message has got to me. I, I feel like I could go out now and maybe nick a goal against City, so give, it, give it a damn good go. I've got my professional pride here. Where would you want to play? Um, oh my it's terrible. I just got I'll go up front for Gladbach. I am <laughs> <laughs> never gonna see Ben. Benjamin
1: Taram. I want to see it.
2: <laughs> he can make the runs. I'll do the hold-up play. Um again. I I've, I predicted four-nil for the site, but that Jimmy's got to be man. I'm say two nil, two nil. But there's no shame in losing two nil to no, there's not there's no shame in losing three nil. Like this team is just amazing. Um oh, yeah, go on, Gladbach. Prove us, prove us right.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't see a goal from Munching Labeg in this one. I see two nothing again. I'm just gonna say a repeat, and it'll be a four nothing aggregate. Uh, but let us know what you think, everybody. Kegolaso Pod on Twitter, James Bench, Jimmy Conrad on Twitter as well. Lmehgadai on Twitter as well. Right, that's it. That's our show. I hope you enjoy the Champions League before we say goodbye. Any final word from both of you, Jimmy Conrad?
1: I can't wait to text you guys when Munching blah, Munching blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm so excited to get my joke out. But yeah, I can't wait to text you guys when Munch and Gladbach scores.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm sure they will. Uh, James Bench.
2: I don't know if you were going to promote this, Luis, but I've just filled out my first ever March Madness bracket. I'm really yeah.
1: excited. Well, I gotta well, that. I got to
0: do that. Well done, James Bench. Well, funny you mentioned that, but yes, at the very beginning of our show, we have a little promo that I record earlier, and James Bench has done his very first bracket and watch him win it. By the way, just wait, just wait. I went to Michigan. <laughs> oh, one of their key players is out for the first few rounds, I think. But you know, I wish I knew that. <laughs> He might be bad by then, but anybody, uh, Tuesday Champions League, thank you so much. Jimmy, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, James Bench. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and James Bench for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, que Golazo Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, small speakers, CBS Sports.com. Stay with us because we have recaps, previews, and much, much more on Kegolaso. Have a great week.